In this third podcast in our shrubs series, we hear from mixed farmer and forage shrub veteran John Arends. Over the past two decades, John has learnt some valuable lessons on how to keep shrubs at grazing height and how to manage stands so that productive pasture can be grown in amongst the shrubs. John reckons the shrub's pasture stand makes it a lot easier to run stock in the mallee and has turned an eyesore into an asset. His story is well worth a listen. All right, well, welcome to another one of our Forage Shrub podcasts. How are you going, John? Yeah, good, Nick. John, tell us a bit about your farm. Okay, so predominantly cereal growing, probably about 4,000 hectares, grow wheat, barley, lentils, grow some vets and run probably 800 sheep at the moment, lambing use. And what sort of sheep have you got? Basically, we've been merino with the white suffolk over them and just recently we've started to do a bit of trialling with Australian whites, which we're um, quite pleased with. We've only had them for 15 months. You've just shown me around a pretty impressive saltbush planting. When did you start planting forage shrubs? Started back probably about 2004. Initially, I think I purchased a property that had issues with some dryland salinity. Yeah, some areas of the farm were sort of marginal, probably loss making as far as growing crops, and we had sheep in our operation. So we started with doing it one plot and then continued on gradually. So what sort of varieties did you plant? Initially, we were on um, Ayers Green or Ayers Green Giant, I think they called them, and they're a very vigorous hybrid, so they don't self seed and come up into the rows. So they, they just stay in the same rows and leave to grow either ryegrass, medic, etc. As we've gone on, we've found the amount per area was too great. So we've extended out our row width from about initially it was four, I think, and then six, and we got to 10. Last year, the ones on six metre rows, we took two out of every three rows out. So they're now on 18 metre rows. And we've been trying out some new ryegrass varieties, which have grown really well. And with some medic, I think it's a better balance of feed with the wider rows. So it sounds like you've used, you used Ayers Green initially, pushing out the row spacings, and you've always planted tube stock or seedlings. Have you experimented with varieties other than Ayers Green? I haven't myself, but we did get to CMA and another group and they had a trial at Walpi up where they had about 30 different shrubs. And so they picked out the six best ones of those and trialled them in four different little plots in there. And have you seen anything that you would persist with or would you stick to saltbush? Ayers Green is pretty impressive. Like you've seen it, you see the growth you get out of it. Old man may be more palatable. Depends. Some areas say it's not can vary but the trial shrubs probably not really there was one of them that the sheep found really palatable but they grazed it out that hard in amongst it was one of six obviously the other five got left alone and the sixth one they grazed to the point where they virtually killed it it looks to me like you've got to have monocultures where you have specific variety so that they get grazed evenly now with your planting I saw that you've got multiple cells. Just talk me through the setup again. What area and how many paddocks have you got it fenced into? Yeah, so we're out to about 110 hectares at the moment, and most of those paddocks are either 8 or 10 hectares. Tell us about the grazing management. How do you tend to use the shrubs at the moment? So generally, when I'm sure to feed in the autumn and the spring, because when I put the sheep in, all our uh, ewes come out of the mallee country 
in the spring after I've done chemical fallowing, just so that paddocks don't suffer from erosion uh, and they go into the salt bush. Traders would go into a 18 hectare paddock and might last there four to six weeks out of that. And then I'll just rotate from paddock to paddock. And then once we've got stubble paddocks available, the sheep go out into the stubble paddocks. Do you tend to give the sheep supplements while they're in on the salt bush? Generally in the spring, you don't have to, but when we put the lambing ewes in, I generally put the twin ewe bearing ewes in in the autumn and they definitely got to be supplementary fed with grain and hay. Uh, some of the salt bush I've seen around the district has got too tall. Have you ever had trouble with it getting too tall and needing to be mown down or cut back? Yeah, I have. As I said earlier, we started in 2004. 2010, 11 was a really wet year where we didn't put any sheep in any of the salt bush and it got right away from us. Quite a bit of that air's grain was up two metres high and was getting unmanageable. I did have, actually had a thought of getting some cattle in to try and manage it, but I got onto a second-hand flour mulcher and took the top out of it so we could get it back to where the sheep could actually reach it. So where did you buy that flour mulcher from? Oh, that was down in Melbourne. It's an ex-council, one out of a dealership in Melbourne. And so that's something that councils use for trimming roadside veg, is it? Yep. yep. And it's got a hydraulic arm you can lift. It just goes on your three-point linkage. Um, hydraulic arm goes offset to right, use the right-hand side of your tractor and a hydraulic arm that can lift up and down to set your eye. Now, you were saying you sometimes lamb used down in the shrubs. What are the results there compared to lambing out in the paddock? The reason why we've gone with the twin bearing used in there is our paddocks in the Mallee paddocks were a mile by a mile, so 640-acre paddock. So unless you've got your troughs or your watering points in the centre of the paddock, you've got to walk a long way with young lambs. And quite often when it's a little bit dry, they'll tend to drop off one of the twins. So that's the reasoning behind putting them in there. If I had green, like some, we sow vetch each year. If the vetch is up and growing, I'd probably start trying lambing the twin ewes on the vetch and put the single ewes into the salt bush. It's just a matter of managing as many sheep in the open as we can and what we can put into the salt push so we don't overdo our paddocks early in the autumn winter period. Now, you were saying that you've had a go at planting some novel pasture mixes in the inter-row. Can you tell us about that? While we were on the six-metre rows, it looked neat and tidy while the bushes were small, but as they expand, like these ears green can get two, four metres wide, so all of a sudden there's not much inter-row and it needs to be a balance for the stock in there. If you've got a paddock that's just predominantly salt bush and nothing else there, the stock may hold condition in there, but they don't gain weight. Whereas if you can widen out and get that inter-row growing, which we've done with ryegrass, the sheep do a lot better on. It's that blend with that inter-row and the shrubs themselves. It doesn't want to be too many shrubs. And obviously, if you're trying to manage dry land salinity, you've got to have enough there to take the moisture out of the subsoil. And that allows the grass and medic to grow again in those areas. It's great to see someone implementing that shrub pasture mix to optimise sheep production and actually reduce erosion risks on their country. Yeah, like initially when all this started, I bought this property and it was a dry land salinity issue. And some of those areas, they were losing money cropping it. So it was just looking at finding something that we could make an income out of that area, make it more productive. I um, often think now that if I hadn't done that, I think it was the stage where we would have to take the sheep out of the operation. I don't think we'd be able to run sheep without them. John, that's been a fascinating story. Have you got any final take-home messages for listeners out there? I think row spacing is critical. I've also found, yeah, getting that balance of 
the grass and mattock growing in the interrow plus having the salt bush there to help with the subsoil moisture or the salinity issues we had. Getting that balance is critical. And probably the other huge asset for me is that in the springtime when we're having a lot of issues with sheep walking down paddocks because we didn't have double paddocks available, is to get the sheep off the light sandy soils into the salt bush and they do really well because we've saved those paddocks up for them for the spring and I've got cover over my sand during the summer autumn period. That is such a fantastic story, John. Your shrubs are helping you control salinity in an area with a regionally high groundwater. They've helped you turn unproductive country into productive country and they're giving you a great tool to keep cover on your cropping paddocks. That's been really great to see. Thank you, John. Yep, no worries. This project is supported by the Mallee Catchment Management Authority with funding from the Australian Government's Future Drought Fund. Thanks for joining us. If you want to hear more, like and subscribe to the MSF Farm Talk podcast. Catch you later.